Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. Hi, everybody. My guest today is John Carpe. He's the president of the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, a nonprofit law firm. We're going to talk about the Freedom Convoy, some legal things going on across Canada. It's great to have you with me, John. Glad to be with you. Now, the first thing I was going to ask you was, you know, uh, the prime minister invokes the Emergency Act, uh, and he regulates money, uh, calls it, you know, terrorist finance. Has the government even met, like, the threshold uh, of being allowed to do this? Is this legal? No. Uh, in order to invoke the Emergencies Act, there needs to be a serious threat to the uh, life or safety of Canadians. Uh, what we've got instead in Ottawa is <clears throat> some of the Ottawa residents are definitely being inconvenienced. Uh, there's some traffic congestion, uh, but there is no blockade. There's no siege. Uh, Ottawa people can can generally go, go about their business. Uh, the other option the Prime Minister could have theoretically was if, if this was a, an insurrection, a serious threat to Canadian sovereignty, uh, territorial integrity, security. But, you know, a bunch of truckers parked along the streets in Ottawa doing peaceful protest, it just does not qualify as a national emergency under the Emergencies Act. Well, is it fine for, you know, for all of this Freedom Convoy, you know, initially when they first came out, they had lots of talk like, we want Trudeau gone. Um, can't you say things like that in a democracy? I, absolutely you can and we've got a prime minister who's either he, he's out of touch with with what's going on in ottawa i don't know if he's in ottawa or not uh he, he he's either not looking at reality or he's following the old maxim that the big lie works better than the small lie yeah. so he has called the he's called the truckers he's compared them to violent criminals said they're racist uh he says Anybody not taking the, the COVID vaccine is racist, misogynist, anti-science, extremist, should not be tolerated. We've had this rhetoric for months now, this, this very strong denunciation of people uh, that the Prime Minister says have, quote, unacceptable views. Uh, wow. What he could be doing and should be doing is, is simply, if the truckers are breaking uh, traffic Laws, you know, give them a ticket. If they're breaking their parking regulations, give them a ticket. If they're breaking the criminal code, which to my knowledge, th there's no criminal activity in Ottawa, but if they are, charge them, arrest them. Uh, just use the ordinary laws of the land to deal right. with ordinary problems. So if the Emergencies Act is, uh, is now in, from a legal perspective, like, can they protest? Do we still have freedom to protest? What do citizens need to be aware of, or Canadians, if this thing is in place? Like, we're wondering, well, what, does it take away these rights? The Charter remains the supreme law of the land. So the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms protects our freedom of expression, our freedom of conscience and religion, our freedom of association, and our freedom of peaceful assembly. It also protects our right to bodily autonomy so that we do not get forced or coerced or even pressured to get injected with a vaccine that we do not want to get injected with, if that's our choice. Uh, all of these rights and freedoms are protected in the Charter, 
which is the supreme law of the land. Now, in terms of the Emergencies Act, it will go to a vote in Parliament in the days ahead as to whether it's legitimate or not to invoke the emergency. Uh, Right now, it looks like the, the Liberals with their NDP allies have a majority in the House of Commons, uh, but it's wait and see. Uh, Then we'll have to wait on what the specific orders say. So once the state of emergency is in existence, we have to wait and see, is the government going to, for example, declare that there can be no more protests in Ottawa at all? Um, How aggressively are they going to go after money and seize bank accounts and freeze bank accounts of, of people that they dislike, uh, of people where, where they disagree with the cause that those people are, are protesting for. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the, uh, the GoFundMe, the TD Bank colluding with it, um, how much power do they have here to shut people's bank accounts down? Like, Well, I think, I think that's, why the, that's probably the main reason why the Emergencies Act is being used. Because currently, under the regular, ordinary laws of the country, there are federal laws uh, that prohibit financing terrorists and, and other and terrorism and criminal activity. Those are legitimate laws. So if you are actually gathering money and turning that money over to terrorists to commit violent acts, then there are ways for the government to, to seize those funds. That's all well and good. What the government does not have the power to do is to seize money from citizens who are funding a peaceful protest. Uh, the, there have not, to my knowledge, there have been no arrests in Ottawa. None of the truckers have been arrested for engaging in any kind of criminal conduct. And yet the federal government says that, that anybody who is given money to support the truckers to buy food and fuel through uh, initially GoFundMe and now Give, Send, Go. The federal government is saying that anybody who donates to a peaceful protest in Ottawa is financing crime. And that is just, it's false. It's outrageous. So if they make a move uh, and they and they just start doing stuff, because I mean, the talk we hear from, I mean, Canadians from coast to coast is there's there's no trust left that they won't um, do things that they shouldn't be doing. So if they move and close bank accounts who are providing food for uh, truckers for who are cleaning the streets, do you have to go to court at that point? Oh, there's going to be court actions arising from this. Uh, the, the, the government has already gone to court to obtain an order to freeze some of the funds uh, and I'm not familiar with all the details of whether the funds, I think they were with the TD Bank, and there's, I think, a million dollars there that is frozen uh, on account of the government going to court to get an order. Uh, but I think I think Give, Send, Go has millions, uh, I don't know, 10 million, 9 million, 8 million dollars. And of course, the federal government wants to go after that money as well. And this is the type of thing you see in a repressive regime where that's not a democracy. In a democracy, you can give money to groups and organizations that you support. And the government might not agree with those groups, but as long as the groups are not criminal or terrorist or committing crimes, you can give money to whomever you want. 
that's how it works in a democracy. But with this uh, wrongful declaration uh, that we have a national emergency, now uh, the federal government is positioned to, nobody's bank account is safe. Uh, we, you cannot uh, you cannot freely just donate money to peaceful protesters like these truckers in Ottawa. Right. So if you take a look then, moving forward, like we're looking at all this stuff and we're saying, well, he's not supposed to do that. The government's not supposed to do that, but they're doing it and they're doing it. Um, what do you see unfolding? Like what are the two pathways is... Is there more than two? Like this is quite an affront to democracy, is what you're saying. Uh, where we where do we go from here? Well, the the very worst case scenario, and I don't think it's likely, is that if if you shut down the avenues that citizens have to protest peacefully, to give money peacefully, to donate peacefully, to express themselves peacefully, if you close off those doors and avenues you create a situation that where violence could erupt and emerge. If people feel that, that they can no longer protest peacefully, some individuals might turn to violence. That's a worst case scenario, it's not likely to happen. Uh, the best case scenario is that Canadians uh, go to Ottawa en masse and uh, protest peacefully against this uh, you know, fake phony declaration of a national emergency when there is no natural emergency. And if people are in Ottawa in large numbers protesting peacefully, then um, that's a very practical way. And in every city, in every city in Canada, Canadians need to protest peacefully uh, against this assault on our democracy by what appears to be a, a very authoritarian and, and dictatorial government currently. So when you say, uh to protest peacefully, then the strategy for you would be don't uh, close down the borders? I, I've, always, I've always believed very strongly that, that peaceful protest does not extend to interrupting or interfering with other people who are living their lives and going about their business. Um, I, I think peaceful protest should never include something like obstruction or interrupting people, stopping people from using their own property, stopping people from carrying on their business, etc. So in my view, there's a big difference between the, the border protests, if they were shutting down the borders, which apparently they were, partially at least, if the borders are being shut down, um, that's very different from what's going on in Ottawa where nothing is being shut down. We just have some residents in downtown Ottawa that are suffering some inconvenience and that's it. Right. I was talking with a, uh, one of the councillors there and he actually said, no, they haven't been had an influx of a ton of calls of uh, the residents there. It's those other things that have been far worse. Um, you have, you are the president of this not-for-profit, and you seem to have this passion to keep Canada free. Tell me a little bit of, about that, about you, because you've got a number of current ongoing cases. Uh, can you talk about some of them? We are uh, suing governments across Canada to end vaccine passports, and now we've seen Alberta, Saskatchewan, and pretty soon Ontario and Quebec, supposedly, 
Uh, I won't believe it till it happens, but we've got commitments popping up all over the place like mushrooms from mm. provincial governments that are saying they're going to end vaccine passports. Um, but we, we had started court actions uh, about those. And, uh, you know, we'll see where the court action goes if the uh, vaccine passport system is lifted. We've got court actions against the um, uh, federal government restrictions against uh, Canadians that have not taken the two uh, COVID shots. Uh, we want to bring that to an end. So those are some of our court actions. Wow. And uh, Why do you think that the government, which has got, they're saying 90% of the people vaccinated have this continual rhetoric of get the last 10% done. Uh, what's your thoughts? It's, it's bigotry and it's, it's hatred. It's like discrimination against a minority. Um, I, I'm a fan of, of whoever it was that first said, uh, society never becomes uh, truly more tolerant. Society merely shifts the object of its intolerance. So in various countries at various times, uh, you've got, you know, minorities. So sadly, you know, when you hear Trudeau saying that Canadians that do not have two COVID shots are misogynist, uh, extremist, anti-science, racist, who should not be tolerated. You know, this is like the French Revolution. Uh, they talked about the enemies of the people. Uh, you know, the Nazis talked about the Jews being vile and spreaders of disease. Uh, in uh, in Iran, under the theocracy since 1979, you've had the persecution of religious minorities in in Iran. The list is endless. So I think there, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, right now, you've got the persecution, have had the persecution of um, minority of unvaccinated people, without a medical or scientific basis to justify it. When when you are in court on some of these things is that one of the uh, the things you're asking of them is prove to us that this is an emergency prove to us that you have data that says the vaccines are safe uh can you talk a little bit about that 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 question hits the nail right on the head because in fact the canadian charter of rights and freedoms says that whenever governments violate any of our freedoms so that'd be freedoms of conscience, religion, expression, peaceful assembly, association, right to bodily autonomy, etc. Whenever governments violate a right or freedom with a law or uh, a health order or a declaration under the Emergencies Act, the onus is on the government to justify why they're violating the freedom. Uh, and the government has to show that there is a serious danger uh, the government has to show that the law that, that violates the Charter of Freedoms is actually rational and, and effective, that it's, it's bringing about some good. Um, and the governments also have to show that, that, that their law that violates Charter of Freedoms is actually bringing about more good than harm. So the governments have a very uphill fight in court when you're in court with them on this, are they actually doing it? Are they producing these things? 
they, they, they do bring evidence into court, but it's not particularly, a lot of it is just modeling and, you know, some of the fear mongering that we've, we've seen in the past 23 months. Uh, a lot of it is based on this false notion that COVID is somehow just as bad as the Spanish flu of 1918, which is the big, uh, the big lie that kickstarted uh, all of these problems two years ago or almost two years ago. And so the governments are, are fear-mongering in court, and that can be very successful uh, if you've got a judge that has been uh, listening to and believing everything that, that he or she sees on the media uh, 24 hours a day. And if you have a judge who just accepts uh, media reporting as gospel truth, uh, that, then it's a, it can be a very uphill battle when you're trying to hold the government to account so when you go to court, do you have to have uh, scientists or do you have to have your own science? And as a lawyer, have you found a lot of science from really prestigious groups out there to go to court with? We've been very blessed to have world-renowned experts like Dr. Jay Bhattacharya from Stanford University in California, who is world-renowned with his expertise in uh, viruses and immune systems and uh, va vaccines, vaccinations. Uh, we've got Dr. Bridal uh, from Guelph University, who's an expert in vaccines. We've got a lot of experts that, um, you know, the CBC will never interview them uh, because the CBC promotes uh, government narrative, uh, as do other media, which are also getting government funding. Um, but we've got top-notch medical doctors and scientists that are experts for us in our court actions. When you look at, at, at this issue of government saying things, like I was in one of the provinces and they had a government commercial and this gray-haired nurse came on and just strongly and compassionately looked in the camera and said, these vaccines are totally safe. Go get them. This is crucial. This is important. There is no risk. And I was kind of taken aback because I've never heard anybody talk that way at all. Is is there going to be some libel issues here? Or Well, yes and no. Uh, the way these contracts are set up, uh, most countries have laws that expressly exempt the vaccine manufacturers from liability. Or I'd say many, many countries do. Or there's provisions in the contract where the government will say that the government will accept any costs for uh, any lawsuits arising from harms caused by vaccines. And I, I disagree with this completely because uh, other manufacturers, pe people that manufacture uh, houses or cars or equipment, uh, they're not exempt from liability, yet you have this uh, immunity from, from liability that the vaccine manufacturers enjoy. That tells you right off the bat that there's something seriously wrong here. Because if these vaccines were safe, then the vaccine companies would say, yep, we're going to sell them. Uh, we're going to make lots of money. And if anybody gets injured, we will uh, use some of our profits to, to look after people that got injured. That would be a position uh, of integrity that would engender trust. Uh, but instead, you've got vaccine manufacturers that insist that they be exempt from liability. Right. 
So if the, if the vaccine companies um, are, are safe, what about governments? What about people who are pushing this and saying they're safe with no science to back them up? Can people go after them legally? I'm sure people will try. And, you know, it will depend uh, at that point in time on, you know, what, what are the laws? What is the legislation? Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, everybody has to agree that there has been no long-term safety testing for any of these vaccines. So when people say that they're safe, well, you know, maybe they're safe thus far, uh, although there's a lot of injured people who would disagree with that claim. Right. So yeah, that's why I think everybody is saying we want freedom. We want freedom to make our own decisions. We want to hear the truth. We don't want to be censored. We want the whole truth. Um, these are you know, some of the issues that the Freedom Convoy, I guess, is been saying is we want freedom. We don't want mandates. It's been 23 months. I find it I find it sad, but also almost hilarious to hear the uh, Prime Minister Trudeau and Ontario Premier Ford complaining about economic harm that's been caused by three weeks of peaceful protests in Ottawa. Uh, we've had 23 months of economic harm. Uh, the federal government has has destroyed the tourism industry in 2020 and in 2021 with all of these rules uh, by forcing people to get locked up in a quarantine hotel for two weeks upon coming back to Canada, by making it uh, difficult and in fact imp- impossible for for some Canadians to be on any airplane at all. And so federal governments have hurt the tourism industry. Provincial governments have hurt the restaurant and and hotel and hospitality industry. Thousands of Canadians were forced into unemployment, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people uh, pushed into isolation and loneliness, uh, poverty, depression. And then you get a three-week peaceful protest in Ottawa and these same politicians that have been violating our rights for 23 months, they actually uh, complain uh, about some economic harm being caused by peaceful protest in Ottawa. The hypocrisy is just uh, outrageous. One of the cases you have is uh, Brian Peckford. Tell me a little bit about that. What, what, what's happening with him? So Brian Peckford is the last living signatory to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It was signed in 1982 by then Prime Minister uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau and the premiers of that time. And Brian Peckford was Premier of Newfoundland from 1979 to 1989. So he was there at that time. And now he is suing the federal government over violating the Charter with these uh, uh, restrictions on, on air travel, uh, this unscientific discrimination against Canadians who have not gotten the COVID shots. And he's doing this in the year in which we have the 40th anniversary of the Charter. Wow, that is something. It's like, so this is an important case, right? It's, it's extremely important. Uh, if the federal government does the right thing and lifts these uh, these travel mandates, the, these uh, travel restrictions, uh, you know, we might be able to settle the case. Uh, but if the government, if the federal government persists, uh, then we will be demanding that the federal government produce the evidence in court to show that uh, COVID is still this unusually deadly killer that we should be afraid of. Uh, the government has to show that the vaccines 
uh, stop the spread of COVID. And um, I, it's going to be an uphill fight for the, for the federal government. So a lot of people I'm listening to uh, on the ground there and, you know, and people I'm talking to, they're saying, what can we do? to make sure that some government doesn't get in and do this again. Is there an answer for that? There is an answer. It's a hard answer. And it is, it is to be forever vigilant in defending our freedoms. It is to make sure that the people that we elect uh, at the municipal level, the provincial level, the federal level, uh, th that they are actually committed to freedom as a top priority and that they're not going to uh, use a virus to attack our charter rights and freedoms and, and to trample our human rights into the ground. But that takes, it takes effort, it takes, takes energy. Uh, it means you can't, you have to be actively engaged in the democratic process and really get to know the people that are running for office and make sure that, that the ones in there are the ones who respect our charter rights and freedoms. There's a group of people, I mean, I don't know how big they are, but it's a conversation I hear quite a bit, who do not like what is going on, but they're, they've given up. It's like the constant barrage of, um, you know, the, the message that, and, and how powerful it looks as though the government has become at breaking laws. They just say, it's too late. There's, there's no real hope. You know, this is just us gasping, trying to stop something. Um, and they look at the future of Canada and they're just discouraged. They're depressed. Uh, how do you look at it? I mean, you've, you've had a, a quite the, the perch at, at seeing with your cases and as a lawyer, are you giving up on Canada? What, what do you see in our future? Is it gonna be that easy that we just lose all of our rights? I, I'm not giving up. Um, I, I take, uh, take solace from there's an old saying, it's better to die standing than to live on your knees. I will not live on my knees. Um, my grandparents had to live on their knees for five years uh, during the Nazi occupation of the Netherlands. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Nazis, the, the Germans invaded, they took over, they were occupying power for five years. They took away the freedoms of expression and association and peaceful assembly. Uh, the right to vote, uh, the ability to, to just be a free citizen in a free country was taken away. And fortunately, uh, the, the Nazis were defeated by, by Canada and the United States and Britain and, and other powers at the end of World War II. And so I, I do not want to live in a country where politicians have taken away my right to uh, to, to, to practice my faith, to say what I want to say, to, to express my opinions without fear, to assemble with, uh, with other people, to associate, to spend time in person with friends whenever I want to. Uh, I, I'm not giving up all these rights and freedoms to live in a medical dictatorship and live under this tyranny where the government uh, decides what is true and false and I don't even have uh, the freedom as a citizen to hear differing opinions and decide for myself what is true or false. And so I, th I think a free and democratic society is superior to the dictatorship that we've been sliding into uh, very, very gradually. 
in the last few decades. And so we need to stop the self-pity, roll up our sleeves, get to work, protest peacefully. Uh, those who, if you want to do something constructive, contact the Justice Center uh, info at jccf.ca and ask for a stack of brochures. Take the brochures, put them in the mailboxes of your neighbors. Um, we just got to get to work and educate yeah our fellow citizens about the importance of freedom. John, thank you for being with us today and thank you for standing up for freedom. It's, you know, freedom is just a word, just saying it, it just touches you when you begin to see freedom uh, escaping or being taken away. It's a big, 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 big deal. And so I want the whole nation uh, to use their rights and freedoms and speak up. And so appreciate your stand and what you're doing for it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your show. Have a great day. Return to Reason is supported by our fans. We are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders. The need for media with integrity is more important than ever. Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.